Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by producer Terry Labaugh. Hi, everyone. Fresh off the weekend from Halloween. It was fun. How was yours? It was good. You had a party? Oh, yeah. We had a party. It was great. You always throw a big Halloween party. <laughs> I was unable to attend this Halloween party because I was working. You were working. I know. It's a tough thing. For those of you who listen overseas and don't know what Halloween is, it's a holiday here in the United States where lots of children and adults as well get dressed up in costumes. I think most of the adults go out and party and have a few adult beverages. Of course. But the young ones go out and dress up in different costumes and go door to door saying trick or treat and they get candies from hopefully the nice neighbors in the area. Which is kind of a weird tradition. I will give you that. Go I think it's cute. Dressing your kids up and sending them out to go beg for candy is kind of weird. I, think. I know. My kids this year <laughs> were a scarecrow and my youngest went at some sort of ghoul. Awesome. I, I don't really know. Was, I wish I could have seen that actually. They, 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 so were, they were very cute. But Halloween is not one of my favorite holidays. Why? I, I don't I don't like it. The whole candy thing, I don't eat a lot of sweets and uh, my kids get amped up on candy, so that's a lot. And I particularly don't like the idea of having to choose a costume. Okay. I, I rack my brain. I don't come up with any ideas. I don't like going costume shopping, hmm. spending all that money on something that I'll only use once. It just bugs me. Now, if you take me clothes shopping, I'm all over it. I can go every week. I'm totally down with that. That's but, funny. But I don't, I don't really like the whole costume thing, so it, it's not something that I would do a lot of. See, from my point of view, it is the exact opposite. I mean, my husband and I, we don't have any kids, so to us, it's just another excuse to throw a party. And we like dressing up. I usually have a great idea for a costume in my head and then have to go find the pieces for it, which I actually enjoy that. And there's no candy at our parties. It's just, you know, booze. Well, unless you count the jello shots. Indeed. Maybe <laughs> next year I'll have you have you figure out what my costume is, and then you can put me in that. I could do that. That's an opportunity to really that. get after Maybe somebody. Maybe I should charge for that service, because there's a lot of people out there that... I would be one to pay for Just that. can't figure out what to do, so... Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, Halloween is not the only thing that Terry and I disagree on. Today's show is on kombucha. You may not know what it is, but you will by the time we're finished. We didn't know what it was either until recently. I kind of had a pretty good idea. I mean, I knew of it before, but I'd never had it. Right. We started wanting to speak about kombucha tea as we were doing our show on tea and colds. If you've been listening for the last few weeks, you know we've done a whole series of shows on tea and health. Eight weeks, really. And at the end, we just did a cool little show that a lot of you loved on teas that are good for a cold. Well, one of those was kombucha. Now, we were going to talk about that, but getting into it was going to be a really long subject because a lot of people don't know what kombucha is, and we'd really have to go into a deep explanation. We were going to do all of that ourselves and talk about it here in the upcoming weeks. However, I was lucky enough to score an interview with G.T. Dave. That's a cool name. Is that his real name? His real name is George Thomas. His last name is Dave. Oh, So okay. George Thomas by birth. But everybody calls him GT and apparently have done so since he was a baby. So he just goes by GT. Cool. Cool name and a totally cool guy. Great company and really the leaders in kombucha. He is the man behind Synergy Drinks and GT Dave's Kombucha. Can I ask how did you get this interview with him? just picked the phone and called the company and they said yeah we'd love to talk to you that and, is awesome and you know their story is a lot like ours you'll hear about it a little bit in upcoming episodes but for this one we're going to focus on really just the core what is kombucha where does the name come from and we're going to talk a little bit about the history in fact gt is going to do most of the talking because in our interview he has a lot to say and i'm glad he did because he knows a whole lot more than i ever did about this topic 
Later on, too, we're going to get into another point of contention between Terry and I. It's not just about Halloween that we don't agree. It's also about the taste of kombucha. (laughs) We tried it for the first time, and you're going to hear our responses in the last segment of the show. So you'll definitely want to stick around for that. But before we get to it, you got to hear what GT Dave has to say about kombucha. So stick with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. My name is Roxanne and I am with the Maya Tea Company. Now Manish and the guys know an awful lot about tea and they have put together some incredible blends. But let's face it, sometimes they still need a woman's touch. I have a special gift for aesthetics and have put the finishing touches on most of the tea blends that we make in-house. But I've also created my own blends from scratch. One of my own tea blends has become the number one seller for the Maya Tea Company, the Pomegranate Mojito Green Tea. Pomegranate Mojito mimics one of my favorite bar drinks with fresh green tea, peppermint, lime, and pomegranate. And don't worry, if you're missing that extra kick, this tea tastes incredible with an added ounce of tequila or rum. Don't be afraid to spice up your teas. That's what I do. You can find my Pomegranate Mojito tea as well as recipes and many tea cocktail ideas at www.mayatea.com. You can save 15% on any of your tea selection, particularly the pomegranate mojito. Our coupon code is STEEP. Cheers! Or as we say here in the Southwest, salute! Here at Steeping Around, I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea with producer Terry Labaugh in studio today. Actually talking all things kombucha tea. You may not know a lot about it. I know that we really didn't know a lot about it. No, hardly anything at all. No. In fact, people on the staff really just started drinking it within the past six months, and yeah. I only tried it last week. So, And it certainly piqued our curiosity after mm-hmm. we did some of the research. Well, rather than have us tell you about it, your best bet is to talk to GT Dave, owner of Synergy Drinks and GT's Kombucha. And I was lucky enough to sit down with him for like an hour, and I recorded our whole conversation. I'm going to play you the excerpt of the very beginning of our conversation, which really covers the core questions that you'll probably ask. What is kombucha? So why don't we listen to what he has to say? Kombucha is essentially a non-dairy vegan kefir. So if you think of what most people know as yogurt or kefir, which is almost like a liquid drinkable yogurt, and how you take active cultures and culture them in a dairy medium for a certain period of time, and then the end result is a yogurt or kefir. Kombucha is a lot like that, except instead of using a dairy medium, we use an organic tea medium. And we culture it for a certain period of time, and after that period, the tea is completely transformed and has kind of a tangy, tart, slightly effervescent quality to it, as well as it's rich with certain enzymes and probiotics and organic acids that make it very beneficial for the body. It is known to help alkalize and promote wellness. And it's very similar to a lot of other fermented foods out there, the raw apple cider vinegars of the world, sauerkraut, kimchi, yogurts, where it restores and replenishes the beneficial intestinal flora that's so critical to ensure a healthy body and a healthy diet. So that's what it is in a nutshell. 
Yeah, and I'm actually drinking some of your original organic raw kombucha. And you're right, it has a very effervescent, slightly tart taste. It's quite pleasant, actually. Where does the name kombucha come from? Kombucha, the, the name or word itself, is Japanese. It actually means seaweed tea. Kombu means seaweed, and cha means tea. Of course, there's absolutely no seaweed present in our kombucha, but the reason why it was given that name, I suspect, is because the culture kind of floats in the tea, kind of like seaweed does in the ocean, that it was given that name because for a long time, people didn't really know what the culture was. Some people would call it plant. Some people would call it a mushroom. Some people would call it a SCOBY, which is short for a symbiotic colony of beneficial bacteria and yeast. So there's all these different names and interpretations of what it is. So that's kind of where the kombucha name came from. However, kombucha originated in China, so it's kind of confusing to have a product or a food that originated in China having a Japanese name. Now, you say it's not called a mushroom or a scoby. What is it actually? Well, we call it a culture. It's a living thing. It's a lot like, my example, in the yogurt situation where mm -hmm. you, you have these living beneficial bacteria that you cultivate in a certain medium that encourages their reproduction and, and the fact that they stay viable. So that's what it really is. There's a variety of probiotics in the kombucha culture. All of them are beneficial. All of them are found in nature. And it was suspected that because it thrives in a water-based medium, that originally it was found in some kind of body of water, whether it was a lake or something like that. But the kombucha culture itself is a lot like, again, kefir cultures that were also believed to have been found in certain liquids that were fermenting, whether it was a dairy liquid or something. It's just beneficial bacteria that kind of form together to create kind of like a gelatinous, rubbery mass that people can take and use it to culture other things. It's very fascinating. It is fascinating. And I'm going to get into some of the homebrew questions about kombucha, but let's get into some of the history of kombucha. What is your take on the history? What do you know of its lineage? Because from our research, it doesn't appear to be really that old. Like, you know, being a tea guy, we've got like 5,000 years of history to draw from, from just Camellia sinensis. Kombucha doesn't seem to be quite that ancient. Well, it is and it isn't. Um, I mean, there, there is extensive information and history on it, but it's not as detailed as maybe other foods. It's believed to be first consumed back in like 221 BC, but its usage was sporadic. And the reason for that supposedly is because of certain wars that came to be that eliminated or discouraged the usage of some of the ingredients needed to make kombucha. And therefore it kept it pretty much a family tradition. So it never reached the masses, so to speak, and it stayed on mostly the eastern part of the world. But it has been known to be used for a very long time. Like most of these fermented foods, I mean, fermented foods are definitely not new to other parts of the world, but newer to us here in the West. But in the Asian cultures, they're staples in their diet. That's right. And so how has it progressed? When's the first written record of kombucha? Where does it become more commonplace? Well, you'll find in certain reports and articles, it talks about it being found and being used in many different parts of Europe and Asia. China and Japan, of course, were one of the first to have reports of the people consuming it. In a lot of villages, they were making it on their own as, as kind of a tradition. Not really knowing the health benefits of it, I think they were drinking it purely because they enjoyed the taste and it made them feel good, but they didn't really understand like the health benefits of it or the nutritional value of it. 
But then it did move to Germany and Russia, which studied it a little bit more. And there was a couple of doctors or scientists that kind of took a liking to it and even wrote a couple of books about it. There's one guy whose name is Gunther Frank, who's a German doctor or scientist, and he wrote a book about kombucha, and he takes more of a technical standpoint. But in countries like Russia, it's almost like they're soda pop. They don't call it kombucha, of course. They call it a tea kvass. That's their name for it. So it didn't reach the States until I'd say about almost two decades ago. And that's when people started to get it from whether travels to the East or through relationships that they had on the East. And then people brought the cultures here and learned about the recipe and started to make it and consume it. And that's how my family found out about it. Wow, he has a lot of information to offer. He's fascinating to listen to. Yeah, he's a great guy. We're going to have more to hear from him in the upcoming shows. Because, yeah, I'm really anxious we, to hear yeah, what he has to there's say. There's a lot more to cover, and we'll, we'll get to it. So, And there were more sure. questions I had that I remember writing that I'm like, know. oh. And don't worry, I asked him. <laughs> when we come back, though, we're going to question the flavor of kombucha. <laughs> we didn't exactly land on the same side of the fence on this one. I think I know why, actually, but I we'll talk too. about that. We'll get into it. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello, everyone. This is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now, and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, Yerba Mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest Yerba Mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea in studio today with producer Terry Labaugh, talking about kombucha tea. That was a fascinating little segment from my interview. There is more to come, I promise you, in the upcoming weeks with GT Dave. He's got a lot more to say, and we had a lot more questions. You may have some questions, not only about kombucha, but anything tea-related. Please send them to us via email. The email address for the show is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. If you're a fan of the show, please fan us on Facebook. You'll see that we have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. And as always, please visit our website, www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com. For any of the teas that we talk about the show, we don't have any kombucha online, but we've got no, we a lot of awesome teas, many of which we have created. So it's worth a visit. Now, 
as part of our show on kombucha, we had to, of course, try it because prior to this, we had never had any. Neither Terry nor I had taken the opportunity to taste any kombucha because we really didn't. I don't know. It just never came up on my radar screen, to be truthful. I knew what it was, but it was never something I thought of. And then a lot of the folks in the office drink a little kombucha. I only tried it because we were doing a show on it. And it's a fermented product, which I just don't like fermented things like beer. I'm trying to develop an appreciation for wine, and I'm, I'm kind of starting to do that. But to me, it just tasted fermented. Okay, and did you? And it's not very sweet either. No, it's not very sweet. But admittedly, I only tried one flavor, and he has plenty of other flavors for me to try. So I haven't given up on it yet. I still intend to try other things, but I didn't care for that one. And I had the totally opposite reaction. Now, I think if you are a regular listener for the show, you'll know that I like beer. (laughs) I like wine. Yes, we know. (laughs) I like all the distilled spirits. But at the same time, I'm not a big fan of vinegar, which is fermented. Right. But I did like the flavor of the kombucha. I liked his original brand. I thought it had a nice bubbliness to it. I thought it had a great flavor, a little tartness. You know, it reminded me of something like between a non-sweet, not ginger ale, but a little spicy like ginger ale hmm. and a little tonic water, like 50-50. See, you know, the, the other one, the ginger ale that I bought and didn't drink, I think I should have tried that one. I think I may have liked that one A better. lot of people in the office like that ginger ale that he has. I, so. I just tried the original. and. But it's not always how... It tastes. It's also about how it makes you feel. That's also right. And we're going to get into that on our next show. What are the health benefits? Why should people be drinking kombucha? If there is a sort of disagreement about what it tastes like and maybe some uh, differences of opinion as to what is the best flavor profile, why are people drinking it down to the degree to which they are? Well, we're going to hear more about that from GT Dave next week. So you will certainly want to join us then. Thank you very much, producer Terry LeBaugh, for joining me in studio today. Thanks for having me here. And to all of you, thank you folks for listening. And until next week, in the spirit of Halloween, please remember, even though we don't have any candy, I still think it's a sweet treat steeping around with you. Mm